Welcome to Chapter 3, Returning Home. In this chapter, William shares his main recovery learnings. So after the three months, did you come straight back here then? or? Yeah, I came straight back here. And it was this time, yeah. 2018 so no 2017 two years ago yeah um so we were shearing at home yeah i came straight back home and um stupidly enough i uh when the shearers were on their hourly break i jumped on one of the um hand pieces and shore sheep that was my rehab which um i remember my dad walked in and he said oh is this your resting is it and i was like i just uh, i just got that um mindset that i cannot sit still like i have to be doing something so um and i thought it was a good easy challenge it was only a lamb so it was a good easy challenge to uh, go how'd and you go shear. yeah i got it sean it was a bit slow and but it, it was quite nice to be um you know that feeling of being in hospital all the time and sitting down and having to follow orders from the doctor and your neuropsych and you get fed at this time and could only eat puree food because my jaw was wide shut um but then to be at home and I was like shearing sheep, you know, it was like nice. It was freedom. just a normalcy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and even though it was a bit of work, but it, you know, I didn't really think of the work. Like it was nice to have that freedom again and to be doing something. And yeah, no, it was it was yeah nice to come back home. Um, and I told my well, I told my neuropsychologist this because she um she did ask how like how I found it transitioning back to home, and a lot of people did that I understand from their research that they do uh, with brain injuries don't well will find it completely different when they come to home a because they might have a bit more of a severe injury um, and not be as independent you know requiring carers and stuff and then but a lot of other people found themselves to get bored a lot um, and and stuff like that but for me I no, I just love to get back home and I feel like I you know can and back to my old self in a way with my meaning because I was taking a walk and um, there was an old fencing line that I've been working on mm-hmm. and uh, we were, like it was all up and there was all the wires but we were tying some of the droppers on and the droppers were like part of like we drilled through and put the wire through so they'll just hang there but I hadn't got finished off tying the top and the bottom dropper like yeah so um so it's like there was a bit of wire yeah, yeah, yeah a bit of wire hanging there and it was sort of just tripped down memory lane and I was. But funnily enough, I was like, oh, yeah. I, like, I thought, oh, yeah, that's what I was doing, you know. Like, so, oh, you better get back into it and yeah. keep going. And um, But, yeah, it was just a four-, five-month holiday from finishing off those droppers. <laughs> <laughs> holiday being it. It's very positive too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I guess so we're two years on now. Like um, where, where do you think you were? Like if you rated yourself percentage-wise when you initially returned back to the farm, what, what would you have... Um, How would you have rated yeah. yourself? When I initially returned, I was probably like 50, 55%. Okay. Pretty slow. Um, my head was still very swollen. Yeah. Um, I'd sleep a lot of the day. I'd sleep probably about 14-hour days. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd get up and not do much. And be very tired. Yeah, yeah. And just, yeah, just feel low, like. My brother, well, my brother was a legend and 
bought a PS4 and I just, you know, took the ride because I was back from hospital and played a lot of PS4, which was quite all right. So that Would you the, recommend that to people? Yeah, oh, for the right amount of time, but don't um don't go becoming like a crazy gamer all of a sudden, you know? <laughs> like it, it's good at times like when you just need to sort of chill out and rest and so I, I did that a bit. Um but then also like I was going and I guess I'm very lucky in terms of being a farmer and having a supportive family um is obviously home is my workplace and um dad and my brother working on the farm if i wanted to get involved sure no worries but they could easily cater things around me and i mm-hmm. well, could cater myself around the farm to so i want yeah i wanted to get out there but um yeah could only go out for about an hour and found like uh, my focus and uh motivation was a bit lacking like the motivation lacking because i knew i was running on like you know quarter of a tank yeah half sure. tank um and wanted to be able to do it but i just knew that i had to had to wait were those the big things so fatigue um i imagine you still had some sort of cognitive fog and um yeah. and then low mood was that something that was well uh, not really in terms of um i guess the uh the trip was was of the comparing yourself then like at the time of after the accident to who you used to be sure and sort of when you went back into that environment that you used to and familiar with you know what you're capable of but you can't do it so Mm -hmm. you started being angry at yourself compared to who you were sure sort of thing because you don't want to be that unproductive person but you have to just learn to accept well that's me and you're still here so yeah just just listen to yourself like listen to your body and take it easy and yeah rest when you need a rest let's explore that because that's something that you mentioned on the phone to me um and you credited with being quite a turning point um i think you said at the time that you kind of had this realization um in yourself and then things became a lot easier and you talked about this acceptance. Are you able to Yeah, no, absolutely. Explain yeah. That a bit more? Um yeah, no. It was and it, that's well, yeah, I was like with um when I met my treaters, like making it a uh, friendship rather than the work and the care and uh, patient uh relationship. Just having like a mentality to uh, see the positive side rather than because uh, I didn't want to view them as my doctor or something I wanted to view them as someone who was here to help and you know look out for you and stuff like that um, so I always sort of thought in those ways but yeah like out in the paddock when I was realizing that I was getting quite lowly motivated I started thinking about that like about who I used to be and just took a step back and realized like was able to understand that I was getting upset because I was comparing of that. So the only way to move forward because I didn't want to keep getting upset was just to be able to accept that mm-hmm. and to be able to accept that that was me that time, but that me still there, like, you know, because I'm still here, but I may just have to work on some things to be able to get back to that. Um, and As opposed to sort of being hard on yourself and not being able to do them straight away do you mean yeah yeah and then getting sidetracked and then you know just thinking up in your head that you know your self-worth worth is a bit lower than um 
yeah, you know, not getting too hung up on all those that mm-hmm. thought stuff going up, up in your head. And it started, it made me accept myself challenges, you know, let's try and go out to work for like an hour and a half, then two hours and make slow increments, but really reward yourself, you know, mm-hmm. and what really reward look like for you. Yeah. Just, just self-love, I suppose, like being like good on you, like pat on self back and you did that and no, just, just reinforce positivity within your own head. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, it really helped and I had, um, I remember going back for my driver's license and this was just another mentality that I took uh, with this new doctor that I had and uh, with my old doctors, well, she was from the St. John of God, this new doctor, but all my old doctors at the Appworth who I'd spent a lot of time with, I was, you know, quite chummy with them and, you know, I always had a smile on my face and talked about something else before we had to chat about the... Um, injury stuff but this lady who worked at the saint john and god like she was a great doctor but um she was just a classic doctor um and this is a few years a few months out of um hospital i was going back for my driver's license and she was just being the classic doom and gloom like there's going to be so many distractions you're not going to function like you used to you know you know you have to steer and you have to read all the signs coming on and there's oncoming traffic and there's white lines there's a lot for your brain to take in and I just remember thinking in my head, I was like, ah, oh, can you just please, yeah, I know how to, like, I know what the driving atmosphere is like. Yes, I understand you're doing all the doctor crap, but damn, I want to prove you wrong so bad. Like, and that, and just being able to say that to myself, I was like, you know, I back myself and I have to keep backing myself in a mature but positive way, I suppose. I guess the goal was from comparing myself at 50% was to really drive up to 100% but be able to pick up the 1% and really yeah uh, work with the people I needed to work with to understand it or think about it in a you know outside the box or listen to other survivors sure from it and where are where do you kind of rate yourself now do you think um probably I'd say well quite high up there I'd probably say around 85 to 90 percent yeah um so you've still got some things you kind of work and still got something yeah yeah absolutely um a few things with my neuropsychologist um a few things in fitness because i dropped i managed in that nine day coma i lost about 17 18 kilos wow which is a mammoth amount of weight um and i still haven't returned to that uh weight which i'd like to do and i, I guess i lost fitness but i like health and fitness i'd I'd say they're about worth 2% if I got them back up. I'd say yeah. it's more, you know, it's more the brain stuff that I yeah, want to yeah. really work with and really understand um, because in the end of the day, you know, I want my brain to be working for as long as I am and I really want it to be working well, especially with um, a uh, brain injury. Totally. So yeah. where do you, um, where do you, what does your work look like at the moment in terms of... Um improving that like are you still working with Yetworth or with different hospitals or are you just um, doing stuff yourself or yeah so I'm, no, I'm doing stuff with myself now um but well a massive shout out to the uh TAC because they because I go on their system and I've got a care support coordinator and I can just get in contact with them and I sourced to um neuropsychologist myself okay and, cool um got in contact with them myself and built the relationship beforehand before contacting the uh, TAC, not the CFA. And the TAC um, happily fund it 
and just sort of keep tabs just to yeah poke along but um i've finished from them having to always ring me up and be like hey how are you rate this out of 10 and how do you feel and da 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 um and i'm working with i did i do a few things with the Epworth and the Royal Melbourne in terms of just like questionnaires for their research programs. Yeah. Um, and I had the Victorian Trauma State Registry uh, call up and do uh, to do a few um, yeah questionnaires with them. And yeah, with the Epworth, a few questionnaires with them. But also I have to go into them. Uh, I went in last year and I'm going again this year and then again in uh, five years, ten years, twenty years. Yeah, cool. And meet with my treaters and they throw some questions at me and I, just, yeah, they just general check up really because they want to observe what's going on through the years past. Yeah. Uh, with the brain injury. Um, so, so with the, I'll just touch on the neuropsych. You've mentioned neuropsychs a few times yep. in this conversation and um, I imagine everyone who kind of has different injuries. Um, physical or otherwise you know there's probably particular people that they bond with in their sort of treatment team but talking to you previously you know it sounded like you had this fantastic relationship with your original neuropsych um, uh, the Epworth yes and then it sounds like um, neuropsychologists have been incredibly sort of valuable um, tool in your kit of recovery absolutely Um, like a builder with a hammer yeah, is that yeah. something you're able to yeah, no, talk absolutely. about and, and sort of, I guess, um, talk about what it is that they've been able to, um, mm. to do to help? Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I really struck gold with my neuropsychologist. Um, she was an amazing lady, a heart of gold, who was just selfless and would help. She helped so many people and just she just had an amazing life and story to tell. Um but she, I, I, yeah, I just remember meeting her for the first time and it was always just one of those people that stuck in your head, like you always sort of wanted to be around them yeah. or just, you know, have them in the room so you can go up and chat to them or something because they were just always full of energy and, uh, yeah, so much happiness and love and friendship and everything in them and you felt that off them. Um, but she, she, yeah, we did, a, we did a power of work together and we went through all the initial... Uh, brain function tests and things that we had to do and paperwork and stuff like that um but she we became really good friends and she sort of was i guess a um psychologist but she was also explaining about how the brain has changed through all this for the shock that you've had um but yeah i well i got just got really close to her because she was really easy to open up with and tell like I would say oh I'm finding this hard or this hard and she'd really break it down and spend she'd go home and you know look at something for two hours specifically to try and help you with that problem so she can come up with an answer can you give an example um of something that you were at some point having a problem with with being able to um compare myself to my previous self and she 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 broke that down in terms of how you will feel anger cannot remember her exact response because this is about you know 18 months ago now um she well she was pretty much saying that it it can be quite a natural thing for a lot of people to do that was 
from her understanding and we sort of she helped me make myself believe that I wanted to put things in place to not be able to do that just through listening to my words but she'd sort of rejitter them and then say that toward say that to me and prove to me that I'd already said it in myself and then she'd go on about that for a bit and then just sort of cement it in your head like really if you had the idea she'd really give you the uh artillery to help you really get it out there yeah um and those thoughts and that natural um she knew i like i really wanted to obviously get better but also wanted to really understand it and she um took a yeah took a really um good grip on that with the um yeah research that i could see that she'd do firsthand and the notes she'd take and you know there was a lot of scribbles on there that must have been garbage for her but um i'm sure it was all great stuff um but yeah and uh, she actually did an amazing amount of work for a lot of people as well so i was very very um very grateful to have uh i guess she was my knight in shining armor yeah. of the whole um yeah my whole rehab team yeah um yeah and then i know she's i'm sorry to sort of talk about this but i know she's passed away now and otherwise yeah. you'd still have her very much in your corner Absolutely. Um, but then it's it's interesting, I suppose, to me that you've then sought out another neuropsychologist um, that you're continuing to work with. So obviously there's something about that profession um, Absolutely. and particular people in that profession who have yeah. a really positive impact, um, yeah. especially with traumatic brain injuries. Or what do you think? Yeah, what is that for you? What do you think? Um, what do you think it is that they provide um, I don't know. that I, helps? I guess they'd be the best ones to understand. Um, and the best professionals to um, address the understanding of people's issues, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah, I just thought it was amazing because they were, they felt like, you know, they were like a big brother, that sort, and but had been there, but they hadn't been there, but they just understood just everything, like, you know, like, yeah, 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 absolutely. And it was just really fascinating. Like, I just sort of got fixated on, you know, I never thought a brain injury would affect me, but when it happened, I was quite, um, you know, fascinated to examine it, I suppose. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah. And, they, well, they just knew a lot. And just the way, because I had about three different neuropsychologists, but how all of them would just address themselves and be so calm and be patient and, like, they're a wonderful one. Um, wonderful profession it's a wonderful profession there definitely needs to be more of them because they're just really really good people do you do you have any particular um mantras or quotes um you know and they may have come from people yeah um, such as your, your neuropsych that have been particularly helpful during your recovery um well i've got one quote that stays in my head a lot and yeah. i've made half of it but i copied half of it from baz lerman nice and he's got this song everybody wear sunscreen which yeah. is a classic seven minute of him just talking i've written it down um well his his quote is um your body is the best instrument you'll ever own and i love that because it truly is like if you look after it you can play a lot of tunes or you, know, <laughs> you can do a lot of things um so yeah the body is your best instrument um, and your mind is the best map. So I 
Follow, yeah, body is, yeah, body is the best instrument you'll ever own and the mind is the best map, so nurture it. Yeah. And so they're two very important things into one's life. So having, um, being mindful of your mind and being respectful to your body is um, what really matters to me, I suppose. Like to know your limitations and what you can do physically, but what you can do to get enjoyment and happiness, like such as going for a run and having that um, exercise. So your natural endorphins can kick in, but then also looking after yourself mentally, being in the places that you want to be in, watching the movie that you want to watch and stuff like that. Um, and as long as you're not uh, um, offending or hurting anyone else, just keep beating in your own stride. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then there's another saying, which is a classic saying which i heard in the shearing shed once and it's um all wisdom yeah of all, of all places um that's love love many trust a few but always paddle your own canoe that's and good yeah that's a good one it just rhymes it rhymes off it and it was, i just heard it it was just one of this i don't know what he was, i think he was on the phone or something this older shearer um just sitting down there on um smoko and he, yeah all the shearers sort of unless they're chatting to each other sort of just crawl into their own chill out world and he was just on the phone and i just heard that and i was like just, yeah just never got it out of my head um, but yeah and uh, it's just i suppose like another mantra just waking up and as soon as you um as soon as you wake up try and make someone smile and you know some stuff like that just focus on the good things and fun yeah. things in life do you have any um books or movies or podcasts that were um you'd you'd really recommend to people if they if you if someone had just experienced what you'd experienced is there anything you'd, you'd give them um uh, a, if i yeah if i knew them, a book that they are uh, uh, something that they've always been wanting to do like a you know if they were a builder but they wanted to become a vet like a book about veterinary science or something just for example um just something that they can have their excitement on it but then the information's there so it's up to them to be able to get it from there into there something that they're really you know motivated or keen on um but yeah in a in a book format or a documentary format like with movies i was I was obsessed with Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. That was, that was just fun, you know, to watch. <laughs> During or after? Sorry, before or after? Oh, no, after the accident. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Like, just cool um, effects and just, you know, the storyline and everything's yeah. just something different and fun to follow. Um, but, yeah, well, I, I did watch a lot of TED Talks um, and a few, I just, yeah, in my own merit, just went on YouTube and yeah. um, would search brain injury survivors and stuff like that and listen to a, a few talks um of people um talking about their experience um and I, yeah what they're like they were pretty much sort of doing what i'm like talking about their differences and the shift and from them to now and um were they helpful to you yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it was re, it was reassuring. I mean, to know that you're not alone. Yeah, you know, there's other people out there because big thing. Yeah, big thing that really affects people is the isolation totally. of um, brain injury and um, yeah, again that motivation. Even just well, like for some people, it's just motivation to get out of their bedroom can be 
can be quite a hard task and um yeah again that's why we need more neuropsychologists because they can really break and work those things through with those people they just um really need to know that there are helpful hands out there totally That's the end of chapter three. In the final chapter, William talks about new habits and perspectives. 